Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Pitella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about the fantastically interesting topic called taxes in your land and in your land business. I'm excited. Me too. I can't wait to talk about taxes. Now we talk about this often, <laughs> all the time. Gosh, it just—it's just a—it's a, a topic that warms my heart. The truth of it <laughs> is, it's uh, pretty necessary because if you do everything right. This is maybe the second or third or fourth most expensive uh, line item in your expenses for your company. I feel I, you know, like our, with ours, it's probably number two or three. True or false? If you do everything right, you're a little bit teary-eyed when tax time comes. Slash, however, that means you did well. That's right. Okay. It's a bittersweet situation. Oh, okay. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. This is a long one, I will warn you. Chris asks, I'm new to the land business and looking for others to join an accountability group. Whether you just joined Land Academy as I did a few days ago or are otherwise somewhat new to the business, it's all good. I anticipate we'll be running into a lot of the same questions and hurdles around the same time as we do our research, get out our first mailers, mine will go out next week, filled our first phone calls, etc. More answers and knowledge than we could ever ask for are here in the forums, education, slash podcast, slash weekly calls, etc. So we're covered there. But what we can do is provide each other some accountability and encouragement as we rack up our first success stories. Not to mention learning from whatever unique talents slash experience we each bring to the table. And that landed us in this business. And in parentheses, Chris says he's an experienced software developer and business owner himself. Excellent. That's great. Perhaps Excellent. a bi-weekly networking call over Zoom and a free Slack channel to stay in touch in the meantime. Anyone interested, please reply to this thread or send me a PM, private message. Thanks. And there were about 20 people in there that replied to this almost immediately. I bet. This is a hot topic. Right. So what do you think? I think it's great. I think it's something we should do and I think it's something we are doing. Go ahead. We are going to put together something for you. So in the meantime, Chris, I am so happy. And for those of you who have created your own groups, because you know that that's the one uh, thing that you uniquely need, some people do, some people don't. It doesn't doesn't matter. No way is right or wrong. Um, it's just some people need it. And those, I'm so impressed and proud about everybody that have taken this on themselves and just said, I know I need someone making me check in and keeping me on track. And I think this is awesome. So do I. And it, our group has grown to the level where we have enough people, you know, obviously, uh, that this has become more of a thing. And so we're going to take it. We're going to provide tools and resources to help you. This falls under the category for me of what's what could possibly be bad about this. You know, what's bad about exercising? Nothing. Like what's bad about more education? Nothing. So this, I think, mm -hmm. accountability is the just the, one of the cornerstones of succeeding at anything. And so, you know, since we started Land Academy, I'd love to know your opinion on this too. And we've done this, been doing this for five or six years now. I've learned a lot of stuff. You know, right. I'm, Jill and I are just natural born self starters. Like she can go off 
you know, we I won't talk to her about a, a specific topic for three or four days and come back and say, okay, we've got six properties under contract. Here's the, here's the numbers. I think we're going to net this. Uh, mm-hmm. I took the money out of this bank account. And uh, do you have anything to say about it? Uh, you know, which I think the first time I had some stuff to say about it years ago. This is years and years ago. And, and you know, it's just a self-starter period. So am I. So I incorrectly assume everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And I think that this would be great, you know, and I'm not, uh, we're working through how we're going to do it. We are going to do some version of this mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago or a week ago, I guess. And we'll talk more about it on the Thursday call, if you remember the Thursday webinar. We asked everybody to tell us what the next level of Land Academy, what they'd like out of it. And this is what came up the most, some mm-hmm. type of accountability group. So we are going to this will develop itself or we'll, we will develop some version of this pretty soon actually it's like when you think about anything you think about I, I was just thinking about education you know if i was at goal there's some people that you give them the semester's work right so you're in a college class some people if they have the whole um syllabus it's kind of like me it's kind of like i want to get through it and then goof off you know and read it i kind of read ahead i like to work ahead have it done so that means i can have more play time on the back side <laughs> I'm the that's same my way. motivation exactly that's, the that's same really way. the the reason why same personality but, and then there's people that they need week by week by week by week by week kind of thing but either way um it's it's good to have. I'm just thinking, so I was thinking about college courses and how different pe- people are different and it doesn't mean you're better or smarter or anything like that. It's just how you roll, number one. And then, and some people I know personally that will fall down if they don't have these deadlines. What's really interesting to me is that I think what you and I do, what's different is you and I create self-imposed deadlines. And some people can't do that. Yeah, I really think that's the difference. Um, and and then they or they can't and they if they do they can't stick to them. And that's where this comes into. So I was thinking about this because I've, I've really spent a lot of time on this, and it will come to uh, reality. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in college is there a class called uh, in your senior year how to interview, yeah, or how to find a job. Or maybe there is now, but there certainly wasn't when I had it. Right. That would have been maybe the most useful class there ever was. Exactly. Or, or mandatory job, uh, mandatory job fair on Tuesday. Why is that? We had a whole Mac. We talked about this yeah. today. Yeah. I had a whole Mac where I learned how to make a dress, but no one taught me how to fill out a resume. Yeah. Like, okay. And especially at college, there should be some type of course. I think there are. I think community college is packed full of stuff like this. But I think the universities don't do it, or maybe maybe they do now. I don't know. Uh, they should have a course like uh, personal financing. Personal finances. That would be how great. to mortgage a house, how to get through your life. Why I mean, not? That's the course. The course should be called not, how to get through your life. Why not to take? Why not take out a new credit card to pay off X? Don't do that. All of that. People, it's a good one. <laughs> so that's what this kind of is. Okay. And it's based obviously on the, the knowledge that we've developed to, on how to buy and sell land. Mm-hmm. It's based on a massive amount of mistakes that Jill and I made collectively mm-hmm. and individually to help you not make those mistakes. What was your latest mistake? <laughs> Oh, geez. Personally or socially? Oh, oh, oh. wait, wait, wait. I did the same like business or social? I'll answer it. All right, go ahead. If if you do too, though, after this. Okay. The most recent business mistake that I made. On your own business? And it's recent. No, it's like in the last few days. Is getting 
some extremely high level private equity people involved in this big picture mobile home thing that I'm working on um, to the point where they're they just they're trying to take it over, you know, and we're still in the discussion stages. And and uh, it's it's pretty funny that here's what I came out of that with. There's an incredible amount of low level work and attention that's required to succeed at anything operation stuff and failing and succeeding and one deal at a time kind of thing. And then you get to 10 and then you get to 100. Private equity groups in general will raise a fund, a several, five, two, three, four, five hundred million dollar fund and say, let's go buy as many mobile home parks as we possibly can. We're going to put a management company in place that's very expensive, nationally recognized, uh, because that's the easiest way to raise capital. It's all capital driven. And then let's just kind of see what happens. And that's just. <laughs> oh, and by the way, here's a two inch contract that you need to sign. And if something goes wrong, we get to take your house and your kids right. and uh, every other company that you own. Right. Personal so, guarantee. No, thank you. So I didn't actually get it. Make You know, to answer your question directly, I didn't get let it get to the point where it could have been a, a mistake. But you get to a point in your life where it's things are going great. And yeah, I mean, we get opportunities, Jill and I, to double our income and revenue and triple it sometimes with all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do we need to do that and complicate our lives? Right. What's the most recent business mistake you've made? You know, it's funny. It's a little bit of accountability. I didn't, there's, um, I have a project that I started a couple years ago <laughs> and I even paid five grand to hold myself accountable. I actually, I can't believe I'm admitting this. It's obviously not important to me. You know, if things are important to you, you follow through. If they're not important to you, they don't follow through. But I started a project a while back and I let it, I keep pushing it down on the to-do list and I need to bring it back on the to-do list. So it's holding myself. You know what, for Land Academy, I have no trouble. I am here, I show up, I'm, I do everything. I'm, I'm here for our, our community. Yeah. I'm here for the shows. Me too. The calls, you name it. I got pulled out of stuff. But my own little personal projects that I do, I push those down. And I don't know why I sounded it's so I gotta oh, work that's on not that. Good. I know. It's okay. Because you know what? This other stuff brings me such joy that and it it I know I'll tell you, ironically, this isn't the topic. We will get to the topic yeah, exactly. here in a second. Eventually. You know, we, we our last child is still in the house. He's 17. And I incorrectly assumed that he was the as self as as much of a self starter as Jill and I are. And so now we're gonna have to take a bunch of steps back and really uh, if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about and kind of retrace our steps back and say, OK, all right, you know, he's not as much of a self starter as I thought. He's kind of making some decisions that he shouldn't be. Uh, some of it's COVID, some of it's not. You know, it doesn't matter. It's just like, it's life. It's life stuff. It's not just owning a business. Mm -hmm. It's true. Today's topic, taxes and your land business. This is the meat of the show. Everybody's like, finally, thanks. I know. Jeez. No, they just I hit the fast forward button. Oh, that's it. Like, <laughs> like uh, when you're watching skim, a movie. Skim, 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 <laughs> got it. <laughs> With an Apple product, you can 10, plus 10 seconds yeah. on the TV. You just hit it until you, okay. Yeah, so this is the topic, Kenny. <laughs> It sounds like we're avoiding talking about taxes because maybe we are. Just like real life. Because nobody wants to talk about it. I got several questions about 1031 exchanges recently. Uh, it's kind of a topic actually also in land investors. So here's the deal. 
1031 exchange is a way to uh, um, postpone paying capital gains taxes on real estate and some other types of assets. So if I'm an accountant happily going along and Jill's a lawyer happily going along and we buy a mobile home park uh, and it gets improved and everything's great and a couple years later or a few years later or whatever the numbers end up being, we do decide to sell it. We make a million bucks. We are very subject to capital gains. And so we, we're pretty heavily taxed on that. As an alternative, this is years in 1031 exchanges are ancient. They go way before me, they started. As an alternative, when we go to sell that and we, we made a million bucks on it, we can go buy a like kind piece of property, uh, in this case for very simple, in very simple, in the simplest terms, buy another mobile home park, uh, probably because we have so much capital now, put a little bit more money down, and then go do the same thing, and on and on and on. It's it's in, it's the government's way, in a healthy way, I, I I think, to encourage us to continue to keep putting money back into real estate and money back into the market, so everybody kind of wins. That's the theory, anyway. The question becomes: Okay, great. I'm a I just joined Land Academy. I don't want to pay taxes any. I'm buying these pieces of land anyway. I'm going to buy another one next month, and if everything goes great, I'm going to buy two after the month after that. And so I want, don't want to pay taxes on it. I want to 10, it's called 1031 in your way up to exit is what I call it. If this is your business, and, and please, I, I need to disclaim this. Joe, you said this before the show. We're not accountants. You know, I have an accounting background. This stuff changes all the time. You can't take my word. Don't run out there based on this information that you're getting solely on the show and go do this stuff. Check with accountant, accountants. And I hope this goes without saying. You know, I hate when people disclaim stuff. But you need to. We have to. Uh-huh. The way that Jill and I buy real estate and the way that most people who have been in this for a while buy real estate, it falls under ordinary income the same way it would if you own a convenience store. So that's the same type of taxation that befall it. So can you 1031 your way up to an exit strategy with land? Maybe if you're a full-time accountant and you're doing this stuff on the side, but even then, I don't think... I'm not sure. Check with your accountant. I don't think you can. So what ends up happening? What's the real deal with taxes in your land business? You're going to pay federal income tax. You you are going to be taxed in an ordinary income fashion, just like you own any type of company. I always use a convenience store. So you have 50 convenience stores. They make a bunch of money. You're going to file a tax return at the end. That just the way that you would anyway. But I'll tell you, here's some friendly tip. The feds love W-2 income withholding. It's been that way since as long as I can remember. And they give you some pretty good tax advantages for it if you structured it in an LLC. So talk to your accountant and make sure that you're maximizing your tax benefit with W-2, meaning you give yourself a paycheck when you can. So all of this matters when you're making money. None of, the, none of this matters in the first probably two or three years of doing this. Part-time or full part-time until you're full-time. Yeah, until you got an LLC, you quit your job and you're you're rolling some money in and then you got to really get serious about it. Right. There's a, several people that I've seen professionally throughout my career, not necessarily just with land, but in all types of businesses that let the tax tail wag the dog. They're obsessed. I can't pay any taxes. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I'm going to put my money into the, the stock market. There's all right. endless tax advantages that you can 
reduce your taxation down to uh, a minimal amount within the within the limits of the law. It's you know no, it's no funny business. All the rich people I know, and Jill and I know a bunch of rich people, way more wealthy than us, say some version of this: pay your taxes. Yeah, I was going to say one thing too. I have learned, I personally experienced, and then I've talked to people in our community that have experienced this too. Different accountants give you different feedback. And it's not necessarily state driven. I just think it's how they interpret the rules. So I just wanted to say, don't, don't, you know, go with that first accountant that you call and says, this is the way it is. You know, I, A, B, C, D. I would, I would interview a couple accountants, kind of like interviewing brokers. You know, it's like, if I want to get a broker's opinion on a property, I'm going to call a couple different brokers and I'm going to see two are on the same page and then I'm going to mesh with one of them. I, I really want you to do that with an accountant too. I want you to interview like five five accountants and there's going to be two or three that are on the same page that they are saying the same thing. You're like, all right, I believe these guys to be knowledgeable. You know, these three are all in general consensus. This guy's way over here and this guy's way over here about what I should do. These three are in the general consensus of what's the right way to run my business and, and, and file my taxes. And then I want you to pick the one that you is responsive and you mesh with. I mean, in layman terms, what she's saying, and she's absolutely right, is this. There are some accountants who are so incredibly conservative and they read the, uh, the IRC, the Internal Revenue Code, and they say, all right, so for every state you buy a piece of property in this year, you have to file a state tax return. And, and just to be safe, because we want to make sure we do it right, we're going to file each state tax return on, on the federal level amount, because that's how it works. And you will tax yourself into out of business if you do that right. overnight. So I, there's there are some accountants that say, you know what, come on over here. I'm gonna come on, psst, come over here. Yeah. You don't have to pay any taxes. I'm gonna show you how. So you don't want that. You don't want either right. extreme of that in any way. Jill's right. Thank you. Yeah, I've and also too, I've talked to uh, accountants. Uh, it's like there's a sweet spot. There's a I love usually like like a pilot. I would like an older seasoned pilot who's been through all kinds of stuff. Uh, an accountant, I kind of want an older seasoned accountant, but not one that's so old that he doesn't read all the new stuff. I don't want, I, you know, and I've had, I've had attorneys and accountants like this in the past that were like, this is not gonna work. Cause they've said, look, I've been doing it this way since 1962. And we're not going to change it. I'm like, well, you know what? Things have changed since you started this in 1962. Things changed last week with taxes. Exactly. That's one of these things you really need to be up on it. Yeah. Uh, truth time. We are we are personally transitioning to a different uh, accountant slash financial planner. We're interviewing right now and probably going to make a switch because uh we've kind of outgrown our guy yeah. and it's not that he's not a he's a great guy we love him he's great but the the we're we're dancing in um a different level of finances that are a little bit of beyond his expertise we've really gro grown yeah. uh, in the last couple of years the last few years and our tax just the raw tax dollars that we're we're spending now you know are massive it's in the seven digits so uh, we just, it just need to be looked at. There's a lot, lot of long-term planning. What's missing from our tax situation is long-term planning. We, you know, we take a look at everything on, in September, October, right, right about now, and make some adjustments uh, to make sure that we're, we hit, we're here, hit our goals, uh, both revenue and net income-wise, 
by the December 31st, but it's, there's more to it that now, uh, more mm-hmm. to it than that now. There's long-term planning. Exactly. Whew. I know. That's, <laughs> that's a that's a tough topic, but I think it's a good topic. I think everybody wants to know. And so I wish there was one. I wish there was a one size fits all, but there isn't. I wish. I'm sure you tuned in, hoping that we can say do A, B, mm-hmm. C, D, and E, and you're set. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. And I'll tell you one last thing about this topic. There's something about this topic. There's a few yeah. topics in the world like this in the planet. This topic, for some reason, if it ever reaches an, any type of forum or uh, it comes up once in a while on our Thursday call as a question, it just becomes this heated, massive debate about the right way to do it. And she'll nail it. There's no right way to do it. It's what's right for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, how politics just enrage certain people. For some reason, this topic enrages certain people. And they just, they, we all know these people professionally. And they'll, they, if you go to dinner and start talking about taxes, you might as well excuse yourself. Or just bring up religion or bring up (laughs) anything. Yeah. It just sends some, uh, I've never, you know, I've never heard a woman get enraged over taxes, but it's just older men for some reason. (laughs) And I don't mean mad about paying taxes. Yeah, we're all, no one's happy when they pay taxes, I don't think. Oh, dig their heels in about like. Just angry, like just livid. You know, or no, you got it wrong. This is how you do a 1031 exchange. Yeah. Every people listening to this right now are out, they're probably throwing their, their stuff all around the room. Certain yeah. people, it just makes it, you know, and this is good. It'll be on YouTube. Watch, watch the, the comments on YouTube. These guys don't know what they're talking about. Uh-huh. He's got this, that, it's just it's hilarious. Everybody has their own opinion. Yeah. Not so I've been doing 1031 exchanges since 1959. I haven't paid a dollar of taxes. First of all, if that's true, why would you say it out loud? Because uh-huh. they're going to come for you. Yeah, yeah. Now they know where you live. (laughs) Thank you. I'm happy we could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on The Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on The Land Academy Show is called Math on Rental Property versus in Buying, Reselling Land. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Now, that's a fun topic. Are you going to have numbers for us? Is it big picture? Sure. It's... Uh, I can create numbers in my head very I'm just quickly. Curious. I mean, we've here's a little prelude to it. Okay. I mean, we're going to look at spending four hundred thousand dollars on on a house or three hundred thousand. The national average now is like three hundred grand. If you're going to spend three hundred thousand dollars, leveraged or not, what do you want to? How can you maximize that money in real estate? That's that's what this is really about. Okay. Because everybody, everybody who starts off in real estate, me included, uh, probably Jill included. I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow started with houses it's just what we know yeah we live in a house our parents bought and sold a house some of us we all watched it yeah exactly thank you for tuning in we hope you find our content valuable and we appreciate your support if you haven't already please check out our youtube channel hit the subscribe button and your comments and suggestions help us to create the type of content that you're here for hitting the like button helps to support our channel's algorithm engage your interest for future shows We are Stephen Jill. Information. Inspiration. To buy undervalued property.